0: You're listening to Your Two Cents, the podcast made possible by Credit Unions of Atlantic Canada. The bird's papaya knew she wanted her dream wedding, but she wasn't willing to break the bank to get it. On the season finale of Your Two Cents, the podcast, Sarah Nicole Landry chats all things wedding with our resident money saver, Sylvia.
1: Sarah, you are very open up with the fact that you were married before. You are married again. You have four amazing children. I find that The minute someone hears the word wedding, they get dollar signs in their eyes and things go crazy in the world. And I would love to talk to you about how you approach wedding planning as it relates to spending money.
2: You know, recently we just had our fence redone and I looked at my husband and I said, we spent more on our fence than we did on our wedding and we laughed. We actually, in a time and day where it's like 50,000 to 100,000 for a wedding, I still, it blows my mind that we were able to do what we did because we... Spent probably between 15 and 20,000 total. We did it at a restaurant that we love that had like a marina. We had like pontoon rides for guests. I wore a Pronovius dress. The photos were beautiful. Everything was so well done. And what I would say and owe like all of that to was actually hiring a wedding planner.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah, they have, and I will say bring so much value because the wedding planner had connections to vendors, was able to use the connections and her knowledge to be able to know what was a good price, what wasn't. She also came with like, so for instance, our venue only had like really simple stuff and she was like, I have all the things we need to elevate this buy these tea light little things. And she elevated the entire experience by using stuff that she owned because she's a wedding planner. She's already gone through these processes before they did the setup. They did the takedown. That was a huge, huge one and flowers. We were, we worked with the florist. I had forever Wildfield for my wedding and she was incredible because she was able to figure out what could be reused between the ceremony and the reception They use that time to switch everything over. Flowers are something that really elevate an event and it can be really well done. Our men and boys wore outfits from Zara. My bridesmaids wore rented bride gowns like bridal. Yes say bridesmaid dresses. We rented them. It was amazing. They got spilled on everything, totally fine, done. I think they're like $100 to rent or maybe a little bit more. My dress was consigned from Sixpence Bridal. So it was a Pernovia's dress that was quite expensive and very trendy. But I got it for a quarter of the price when all was said and done because I consigned it back and made back my money. So everything was really thought out in like it was a bit scrappy, it was a bit this, bit that, but we invested in the things that really mattered like wedding photographer, wedding video, flowers, and a wedding planner, and that ended up making everything so much better. We also got married at a place that was not a very known venue. They didn't have like a lot of things that I think a lot of people would look for, but we just kind of saw, we had a bit of vision for it. And so even we did buffet, it was a bit cheaper to do buffet and everyone loved that it was buffet. We just cut a lot of the things that were very unnecessary for us and went with what was good. And, and that's what we did. We ended up wrapping because it was on a lake. Our wedding had to wrap around nine. So we didn't do a dance. We didn't have any of that going on. We wrapped the wedding, changed our outfits and went downtown to a bar. <laughs> and that's we so fun. And You know what? Like it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of different things that maybe you would expect or I think for a wedding wedding, but thinking outside the box just a little bit saved us
1: so much money. You are checking off so many boxes for me. I was the same way super scrappy wanted to have a beautiful wedding did not want the huge price tag attached to it one of the first things we did was we went to a museum and a lot of publicly owned spaces can't charge you a fortune so you can get a beautiful we were in this stunning museum we didn't have to bring anything other than the tables and our band in and just existing it was already gorgeous and it was a thousand dollars we were allowed to bring in our own bartenders and all of those things we went to a bakery that we loved and we said hey I love your cakes. Can you make me a cake? And then my mom put beautiful, like flowers and things on it that matched everything else. Flowers were the thing for us that we actually went to the grocery store. We discovered that the local grocery store had a woman who worked there who was obsessed with flower arrangements. And apparently this happens all of the time. Mm -hmm. We got grocery store priced flowers and they looked like they were so expensive. And so you put them in a beautiful vase, which we also like got great deals on those kinds of things. And everything was so elevated and we, the whole time I was like checking off these crazy line items for next to nothing. Grocery store flowers, Costco's flowers. If you have someone in your world who can arrange for you, Costco flowers are next level.
2: And that's what I would say is the different making sure that you have someone that can arrange for you because I've been I was a photographer's assistant for weddings for years and so many times we'd show up for the wedding and they'd be like here's the flowers we need to put them together and we're talking day of bride and you know party who think that they somehow miraculously have the time and the ability to arrange flowers and suddenly I'm a photographer's assistant and I'm wrapping bouquets that are soaking wet on the bottom we're trying to not get the bride's dress done so it is about like figuring out who can do that If you have somebody that you can even hire for one day, just do a run of show, get that person. These people are so key. I did a run of show for a friend of mine a couple years ago and we bartended, we did setup, we did takedown, we had checklists and we worked all day, but we made money. Like we made money, we did it. It was probably less expensive and we got tips that night too. So there's things like that that just... Trying to offset so much of that. And I think what made me really guilty during our wedding process was I had just come, out, I was working two jobs. My house closed the day before our wedding. I didn't have the time or capacity to go through a lot of this stuff. I didn't even do like a hair trial or a makeup trial. I was like, show up day of and like, hope everything works out. I had been so uninvolved by the end of it because I had no capacity to that I was leaning so heavily on the people in place. There was a, a local girl who does a lot of like different set designs and stuff. And she built a backdrop at our wedding venue and I'd never even seen it. I had no idea what it was going to look like. Everything was such a surprise that when you watch us in our video, like walk into the room and into our own wedding, it's me seeing my reception for the first time. I was so Unaware of how things would actually turn out. And I think it's such a beautiful day. It's such an important thing. But think about what is really important for you because at the end of the day, it wasn't in the linens and things like that. It wasn't all of that for me. I wanted people to have good food. I wanted us to have a good time. I wanted my dress to be what I wanted to be. And I really wanted pictures to remember it all by. So once I deprioritized what wasn't there, got rid of the notion that I was going to be some Pinterest bride, which I was not, and put people in place that could do these things then yeah like if you have capacity to do you know bouquets or find somebody who does that wants to be a part of your wedding day go and do those things and save that money and if you don't have that capacity hire out like hire out hire out it's okay to like you know we had an amazing florist who did really really good work and saved us a lot of money in the long run for stuff but I mean we had really elevated flowers and that was something that was a little bit more important to me That's okay. Dropped off having served meals on the plate and they were 38 bucks to do a buffet. So I mean, what a deal.
1: It's so true. And it's funny because we get really caught up in the keeping up with the Joneses of it all, but also thinking that everything has to be perfect. And I think for us too, there was a lot that I didn't know. I think outsourcing a planner or a day of person, it feels like such a luxury, but you're so right. Like they know all the tricks of the trade. They know the people, they know what the cost is. If you have someone that's really wonderful and connected can make such a big difference. I've helped people with their weddings because I'm so obsessed with getting the best deal. And I I love weddings. (laughs) I love, love. And I just think it's like such an unfortunate thing that people go into so much debt for one day. But I also understand the importance of the day and and celebrating. So I think to your point of what's important to you, for some people, it's food and the open bar and the things. For some people, it's other things. Figure out what that is. Spend there find the ways to skimp on other things. We splurged on food. We made sure we had a great photographer. My dad played in a band. They were our music. So we didn't have to pay for that. Not everyone has a dad in a band. So like that's what not a thing for everyone, but there's usually like local talent. We found our photographer at a community college. She was oh looking God. to build her portfolio. She did our engagement pictures. We fell in love with her. We got her for a steal of a deal and she was able to build her portfolio while we saved money. So I love people like looking outside of the box to figure out what opportunities are there. Thrifting your dress is... An amazing one.
2: Yeah, honestly, it was a great way to save because it was a huge cost in, you know, our overall same with the guys suits. We just got um, basic blazers from Zara and said, you know, wear tan pants. And then we did, you know, Zara jackets and brown shoes. And when you look at them now, I'm like, it's so suited, like this kind of Marina lake house type of vibe that we had going, but it was really easy to do. And we got little bow ties that matched the bridesmaid dresses. It was all kind of just like, yeah, this looks like it works. I'm sure it works. Well, and it did, but there was obviously, you know, you get lucky with certain things too. Like our takeaways, my aunt's a chocolatier, so she gifted us our takeaway chocolates. One of my one of my good friends is a cake designer, so she did our gift was the cake. You know, there are certain things like that that definitely come into play. And, and I think that's worth mentioning because we saved a lot of money by having things like that too.
1: That's amazing.
0: Ever wonder what sets Atlantic Credit Unions apart from the big banks? Well, they do banking a little differently. They have all the products and services a big bank does, and sure, they have fees, but they invest their profits back into their communities, which in turn benefits their members and their families.
1: I feel like it's such an interesting thing. You're just mentioning your aunt giving you the cake. People are getting married at such different phases in their lives now, and it used to be that you were like moving out of your home and you had nothing and you were moving in with a person for the first time, that's just not the case anymore. So what do you think the best gift for someone getting married would be?
2: Money. (laughs) I think unless they're registered for stuff, then just give them money. Like I think that that is so key. Knowing how many people are going into debt for their weddings, knowing how much house poorness there is now, like we're financially strapped and it's one of those things that it allows them to have control of uh, their future a little bit. I would say if you do not have capacity or don't have the ability to give something like that, you know what I really love is a good quilt, a really nice mm-hmm. quilt. You can find them at HomeSense for like a hundred bucks. It's one of my favorite things to give people because it was one of the gifts I got in my first marriage was it was a late present, but it was a quilt. And we had just learned to live together and it was really difficult sharing bedding and having an extra quilt really was so helpful. So I've always remembered that. And I was like, a quilt, you can throw it on the couch, you can throw it under bed. Quilts are just something that end up sticking around in your life for a long time. And they always feel like a really nice, cozy type of gift. And uh, I love doing that. Another good idea is... I'm a huge fan of gift baskets. Go to HomeSense, go to wherever, grab a basket and choose a color theme. So choose something that is going to be like your thing. So whether you're adding blankets or candles, start pulling them all in the same color. So when you have your cart, just pulling them all, adding little chocolates at the end, little treats, little bags of tea. And at the end, you have this really elevated, gorgeous gift you spent a fraction on, but it's the amount of work and effort that was put into it that really presents itself. It's one of my favorite ways to do gifts for somebody that you really don't know what to get them for, is kind of get them a bunch of different things that they might not buy for themselves, but is a real treat to receive. Things like candles, you're never going to run out of candles. Little plants, you like they never have enough plants. Blankets, things like this that really can help, you know, bring a home together, I think are always well received. At least they are for me. And you're not guessing too much because it's an easy thing to get for anybody.
1: I'm obsessed with this. I would really like to go gift basket curating with you because I can picture exactly these beautiful things, but you're so right. Put them all in a color scheme. Put thought into it. I was going to say money would be the thing I would always say too. I think there's a generational gap of giving money seems taboo and maybe some more elderly people in your family think that that's not a great thing. You want that. No matter where you are at in your life, that's going to go towards something. Yeah, And also like guessing that someone's going to like this Piece of art you bought them like we were given art at our wedding by a friend of a friend who was there and we were like that's a big guess yeah and now I feel guilty and I feel like I have to do something with this oh my goodness don't buy art for people that you don't know very
2: yeah. well. don't buy anything that's style based do things like even when I say about quilt like make make it a white quilt please <laughs> like for the love of everything don't try and impose your style on somebody else like really. Just take time to get something really easy, and honestly, even if it's like a twenty dollar bill, like it doesn't matter. I don't think that people care about what the amount is. I think a lot of people come in thinking they have to pay what their price would be to be at that wedding, and I'm sorry, but not everybody can afford a three hundred dollar envelope to give a bride and groom. I think at the end of the day, the bride and groom really values people being there. You're not invited based on how much you're going to throw into a card. You're invited because you're valuable to that person. So if that gift is even a small amount, I think it does help. And I think it really is that thought that really truly counts. And I'm a big fan of that, to be honest.
1: I think so too. And I do think things like if there's someone in your life, you know, like your aunt who makes cakes, that is something that would have cost you a lot of money in, t- in terms of your wedding. So if there is someone in your life that has a service and they've offered that up to you, take that. It will pay off in the long run for those things. And then that person gets to be part of that experience with you, which I think is so special. And I completely agree. I think before I got married, I had no idea what it felt like to get married. And so you have so many judgments about what people do until you're in it. And then all of a sudden, like my default to anyone that I hear of getting engaged is like, you do not need to invite me to your wedding. Even if they're like my closest friends, I'm like the pressure across the board for so many things. Once you've been through it, you're like, nope, There's no judgment there. You have to do what the best thing for you is because your wedding day is for you. I still look back. It was the most wonderful time, but we were true to ourselves and we drew some hard lines. There was also a lot of weird pressures that came up once in a while that we worked through, but it's for you. And people just want to celebrate you. And now being a wedding guest, I have so much more fun being at weddings since I've been married because I'm like, I know that I'm just here because I love you and I want to celebrate you and all the other stuff doesn't matter. It's hard to remember that when you're in it though. Yeah,
2: it is. It really is. And, and I think we've all been to weddings that we thought were really amazing. And ones that were like, we had to go to McDonald's afterwards because we didn't need enough. We've all been there. But at the end of the day, it's about like being with people and celebrating in that. And I think after having a year where that was robbed from so many people, we got to come back into the joy and the meaning of it. And just even the opportunity to gather, I think is just such an important thing. If it wasn't for my kids, like genuinely, if it wasn't for my kids and you know, Shane really felt it was important. My husband now felt it was really important that the kids witness us getting married and be part of us being formed as a couple in that way. I would have done City Hall because to me, I would have rather invested in our home. I would have rather invested in those things and just in a really simple ceremony, but it was important for him to see that, that the kids came together in, in a way and got to witness, you know, us making that commitment to them was more of the thing for us than it was the wedding itself and I know that you know there's a lot of pressure to perform in terms of you know other people and what other people would want and they wanted to see it and you robbed them of it but that's a picture
1: <laughs> you
2: can share your day however you want to share your day just like I would say if you're having a baby just because you had a baby doesn't mean you're going to have like that 100 guests need to come up to your hospital room you can still create boundaries you can still do what feels best for you we've seen such a rise in elopements And I think a lot of that is because people are just done with the pressure of, I have to invite how many people and it's going to cost me how much money, but I don't want to do that. And it feels like they have to. And so a lot of people I think are leaning out from getting married at all because of that. So I think if you want to get married, look into getting an elopement too. You can always have a very small, like these micro weddings now are really huge. But the one thing I'll say about micro weddings is just because you're doing a micro wedding doesn't mean your vendors are going to have micro prices. Your cake that's still to right. cost the same. Your photographer is still spending the same amount of time. So don't look for a micro wedding because you want to save like money on vendors because that's not really how it works. You're just saving on the overall, um, price of like different things like the setup and whatnot, right. But overall we have to really remove that idea that having a micro wedding means it's going to be astronomically cheaper because your vendors are still worth what they're worth at the end of the day.
1: Absolutely. And really the big ticket items in a wedding typically are venue, photographer, food. So maybe you're saving a bit on food in some ways, but potentially not in others. Going back to clothing, I think this is an interesting thing from two perspectives. One is being in a wedding party is so expensive and you kind of hit a time in your life where it feels like everybody is getting married. So whether you're in a wedding party or just going to a lot of weddings, all of a sudden there's showers and events and all these things going on and they add up in price so much. Dress mm-hmm. rentals is something that you touch on for your bridesmaids. I can't stress enough, regardless of what you're doing, go rent a dress. It is mm-hmm. so fun. So affordable.
2: Eco-friendly,
1: pocket-friendly,
2: budget-friendly. It's everything.
1: Where do you rent from? What's your favorite rental shop?
2: Uh, rental would be Fitzroy in Toronto. Fitzroy Rental. They, I've, I've rented their gowns just for photo shoots. Uh, My maternity photo shoot, we rented a dress. I rented a dress for my birthday photo shoot. So I got really elevated outfits for like a hundred bucks and they were like $700 downs. Like it's amazing what you can find doing that.
1: The Fitzroy is one of my favorites. I love it because first of all, I just love the women who own it. Going back to injecting into small business and women again, like they're so incredible, but you can find a dress for every occasion. I love bridesmaids dresses coming from there. I love a guest dress coming from there. Any kind of event is so wonderful. They get a lot of Canadian designers there, but they also ship across the country. So if you are somewhere else in Canada and you want to rent from Fitzroy, they will send things everywhere. And they're also so good at virtual consultations. I've had dresses sent to me that like 11th hour I got it and it wasn't right. They're like, no, you've come here before. We know what you like and sent me a couple of other options. And I only had to pay for the one I ended up wearing. Like it's, Such a great option, and you get to wear really cool, beautiful things that are super, super expensive. You do not have to stress about ruining things. There's insurance baked into the dresses. And for elevated events, you can go find gorgeous gowns in like the $100 range. Yes,
2: you absolutely can. Yeah. It's super important to note that too, for sure.
1: Absolutely. So, really, I think it comes down to don't run around and yell wedding in front of everybody. There might be vendors and things that will jack up prices for you because you're talking about weddings. Evites, don't print things. You don't have to do that. You can save a tree and send evites out to people.
2: Digital copies of everything is easier for people, anyways. We lose pieces of paper.
1: A hundred percent that's just a thing too so I think there's so many ways to have a budget-friendly wedding that can look beautiful and feel like you and do all of those things and you do not have to go into a huge amount of debt to be able to do that
2: yeah I hundred percent agree and if it's going to throw you into debt look at other things that you can scale back on or ways that you can you know save or even go into doing something that is much more affordable like if you want to invest more in your home invest in that and and go do a really simple wedding and I think there's nothing wrong with that. Especially nowadays, it's, it's really shown us that weddings are no less valuable by having them remote or not being able to attend them. Right.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you. I think knowing that there are ways to save for a wedding can be a really helpful thing for people and knowing your wedding can be whatever you need it to be. is also so helpful for people as well, too. I so appreciate this conversation and I hope everyone else does as well. So thank you.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
1: It's the season finale of Your Two Cents the podcast. Can you
0: even believe it? I can't. I heard we're getting jackets that say you're two cents. Is that true?
1: Oh, is it? Well, it is now. I can't wait to see them.
0: I don't know if we have that kind of money.
1: I don't know if we do either because we're so financially responsible. We might not want to splurge on something like that. But I want to say that I think our gimme credit tip of the day is maybe more of a shout out.
0: Yes, we've talked a lot about all the wonderful things Atlanta Credit Unions do for their members, small business, and their community. And all of it's true.
1: It's absolutely true. They are busting at the seams with helpful insights on every matter related to money.
0: They're also just wonderful people. And we're so proud to work with Atlanta Credit Unions because we've seen firsthand the way they do business and the impacts they make every single day. So whether you're opening a new account, starting a small business, or just need some helpful advice, why not start at Atlantic Credit Unions?